When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jenna Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. He is Jim Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? Boss up and get a people. They what a weekend it was in sports. What a weekend it was for Jalen and Jacoby. We were in Detroit. We went to the Michigan game. We went to the Lions game and the Pistons game, which is where we will start. I did not expect the Pistons to put on the show Detroit that they did. Jalen Rose, you were going back and forth with Steph Curry and the Pistons were going back and forth getting buckets. What did you see from this young Pistons team? For the OGs like a Michael Wilbon who covered a sport or just fans that I'll say are my age or elder, I was just channeling my Leon the Barber, one of the greatest fans and hecklers in the history of sports that represented the 313 to the fullest and embodying what I see from loyal fans like Spike Lee. And when I'm sidelined, I know Steph Curry is chuckling on the inside when he hear me calling Cade Cunningham the MVP of the league or saying, Sadiq, none of them can guard you. Acting like they ain't just win the championship last year. He grew up in the game. Steph Curry's a fellow son of a gun, literally. His father, Dale, I played against him in the league. I was just there at the NBA Finals when Steph had his career high and won Finals MVP. So to be courtside with my brother Jacoby, my daughters Gracie and Mariah and their good friend Harper, it was a glorious sports weekend. For those that don't live in great sports cities and towns, we're going to dedicate this show to the all Detroit everything. And it's only right that the Golden State Warriors were in town, E-40 was in town, everybody was there to watch the Golden State Warriors shine on Woodward. Not the Pistons, not Kay Cunningham, not Jay Nivey. We got that win. You saw it, Jacoby. Big win for the Pistons, but you say it wasn't all Detroit weekend, but that's not wholly true because we also went to Ann Arbor. We went to the big house where the Michigan Wolverines were hosting the Michigan State Spartans. And after an early turnover, things didn't look great while we were there. However, things turned around quickly. And our guy, friend of the show, Blake Corum, did what, Mr. Rose? What'd he do? Run for it. Run for it. I feel like juvenile. Some people say we look alike. Bradley Bill, too. Usher as well. Um, Mike Epps also. But the reason why I say that is consistency. And that's what we have from our running game in Ann Arbor. 
And just so y'all know, Jalen and Jacoby on the field at the end of the end zone, watching the action, being in front of the greatest crowd in the history of sports, Jacoby at the big house, 125,000 plus suites strong, us getting a win versus Sparty. And there was an altercation afterwards. A couple of Sparty players are going to be disciplined for an altercation they had with our players. Let me just tell you something as somebody that's lived in Detroit, has more students, have have JRLA students at MSU graduated from Michigan. Let me tell you something. That's what a rivalry is all about. There's going to be little skirmishes and things of that nature. It's going to happen. Not condoning any fights or any violence in any way, shape, or form, but they go down the same tunnel. The historic tunnel that you and I ran down. Jacoby ran down the tunnel this past Saturday. Tell them how glorious that felt, my brother. Oh, I mean, when you open up the tunnel and you see over 100,000, a sea of maize and blue, the energy in that building felt so good. Of course, the Wolverines got the victory. And there was another tunnel that we walked through. This one was at Ford Field. And this time we were supporting the Detroit Lions and they hosted the Dolphins. And Jalen, first half was great. The Lions, first drive, the Lions went right down and scored. Your guy, Jared Montana, was perfect in the first half. They had 27 points at the end of the first half. They also had 27 points at the end of the game. Jalen, what happened to your Lions? David Jacoby, do you remember what happened pregame to get the fans and the team ready? Jalen and Jacoby and Reg DeLedge were the opening act. He was on the ones and twos. Barry Sanders was on set with us, and we kicked it off properly. We kicked it off properly. We got the team ready to go. We was on the field. We was with the mascots. We did our show. Perry Watson was there. Ty Malkins was there. Jason Wilson was there. Big Crown was there. Big Crown was there. We had fans drive from Ohio three hours with a significant other and baby. We got the crowd ready. We got the team ready. They got 27 points in the first half. They was ready. And then all of a sudden the game started to happen. The second half of the game started to happen. And we looked up at the scoreboard like, hold on. This can't be live. We still have the same amount of points at the end of the game that we were celebrating at halftime. We were celebrating. Megatron was there. Royce the 5'9 was there. Boldy James was there. They had 27 points. We were celebrating. And that's how many they ended up with. However, at halftime, you can only get certain information from being at the game, right? And at halftime, they had a wonderful ceremony where they celebrated the legends of the Lions past. And one of those legends was a gentleman who you mentioned joined us on stage, Barry Sanders, the Hall of Famer. And they announced something that is going to lead to some statue news. Hit it, Hobby. Jalen, you love lions. 
you love the city of Detroit, you love Barry Sanders, and you love statues, and we have news that involves all of those things. It was announced at halftime that Barry Sanders will be honored with a statue in Detroit outside of Ford Field. How do you feel about this honor, and what should the statue look like? Well deserved, and it has to be of him in motion where he does one of his jump cuts and he's about to leave somebody in the dust. And it's only right for us Lions fans who remember Barry playing, our theme song was always another one bites the dust, doo 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 And it's well-deserved because not only is Barry uh, 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 one of the greatest football players of all times, he's also one of the greatest human beings of all times. And there's been some great running backs in the league. I don't want to disrespect anybody. But in my E40 voice, I need to ask you a question, sir. Is Emmitt Smith better? No. Nope. Is Walter Payton better? No. Nope. Maybe. Is Eric Dickerson better? No. Nope. Maybe. And so. He represents and embodies the city, and he took wearing number 20 from Billy Sims, who was a GOAT in his own right. And he elevated the number, and he took his game to a different level. So for him to get honored with the statue, it's only right we were there this weekend and celebrating with the Lions that day so that we can see the legendary Barry Sanders and spend time with him and now acknowledge that he's going to have a well-deserved statue in downtown Detroit. Absolutely. One of the best things I loved about this event and them honoring him with the statue is he was genuinely surprised when they announced that they were going to have a statue. Like, you could see it on his face that he was like, oh, for real? I'm going to get a statue in Detroit? Now, we've covered the Wolverines. We've covered the Pistons. We've covered the Lions. There was some sports action this weekend outside of the Detroit metropolitan area, and that involved the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia. They hosted the Packers night game, and the Bills, again, in my opinion, solidified themselves as the best team in the NFL with the Bills Mafia fan base. Jalen, they waxed the Packers. Is this the best team in the NFL? I'm going to say yes. Best team in the NFL, and also, Buffalo just winning right now. And for those who just started paying attention, um, Griselda's changing the game, Rome Streets, Monty Caesar, West Side Gun, Stove God, Boldy Next, the Bills are right now. We've been there in Conway Suite with Benny the Butcher. I've seen you buy a Josh Allen jersey. I've seen you jump off of a car and break a table in Buffalo. You see me eat soup with strangers. We believe in this Buffalo Bills team. Truly. So absolutely, I believe they're the best team in the NFL. No surprises that they beat the Packers, but it's getting ugly for Green Bay with their fourth straight it loss. Is. It is, and now that we've celebrated the Bills, I do want to discuss the Packers briefly because we were at the Lions game, and they're in that same division, but the Vikings right now are one of the best records in the NFL. I wouldn't say one of the best teams in the NFL, but they have one of the best records, 
The Packers are now about four games behind the Vikings. Can they come back and win this division? No, because the Vikings are just better. When, when, when you get confused about what separates a lot of teams also in this division, never underestimate that the Vikings have Dalvin Cook. He a game changer. Run between the tackles, run with speed, catch out of the backfield. When he's healthy, it's just game changer. And we know about their passing game, but again, he's the difference maker. And so, yes, I believe with this head start, the Vikings are going to win the division. Jalen, you have been calling for Russell Westbrook to come off the bench for the Lakers for years now. It happened last night, and guess what? It worked. We'll discuss that and more from this Big Sports Weekend right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming to you live from the Seaport in New York City. Brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, you... Sometimes talk about the news and sometimes you break news and right now we have some broken news. To everyone else, it's breaking news. To Jalen and Jacoby listeners, it's broken news. Jalen, almost ever since Russell Westbrook was traded to the Lakers, you have been saying that he should come off the bench. And one of the reasons you said that is the way that the crowd will celebrate him when he comes off the bench to enter the game mid-game instead of before the game and let's listen to what that reaction was like. Time for Russell Westbrook to get up and get into the game. That's the Lakers' third team foul. Just one for Denver. And the crowd appreciates Russ coming back into the game. Not only did Russ get celebrated by the crowd, he also performed on the court, and the Lakers got a much-needed win for new head coach Darvin Ham. Jalen, why is Westbrook coming off the bench going to be successful for this Lakers team? This is actually one of my favorite discussions that gives me a chance to talk about why I love sports and why I always encourage young people to play sports because of the life skills that come with it. And as much as the game is physical and psychological, it's very mental. And one of the things that help form that perception is gauging success by realistic expectations. Every player at some point, I don't care what level it is, has to modify their role. The more you play, And the more teams you play for in the NBA, the more A, you need to modify that role, and B, that role is going to continue to lessen. And so how you accept that is the thrust for your longevity. And unfortunately, for example, when Carmelo Anthony 
had the OKC press conference and, and joked about coming off the bench. That ultimately became a catalyst for him being out of the league, unfortunately. We saw his game when he returned with Portland. We clearly see that he deserved as a basketball player to be in the league. Well, what ended up happening is the other teams was like, we're not going to take a Hall of Fame caliber player and bring him off the bench or use him as a reserve when he doesn't want to because win, lose, or draw after the game, the media is going to go to his locker and ask him how he felt about not finishing games sometime because that's going to happen to Rush too. 3-2-1, I'm going to give you some more breaking news. It's going to be some games where he doesn't finish. And then people are going to go to him after the game and ask him how he feels about that too. But for last night, I knew, and I've been saying it, as you mentioned, for a very long time, it's just the geometry of the team. It makes sense. LeBron and AD are ball-dominant players that are getting, get, getting up there in age. LeBron and L. Uh, an elderly NBA player by year, so to speak, in his 20th season. And AD has dealt with a lot of injuries. So they need the ball even more at this stage if they're going to be effective. They need three other starters that are going to play defense, knock down shots, and stay out of the way offensively. That's what they need. And so Russ wasn't going to fit square piece, round hole. And I told you about the psychological part about expectations now. So coming off the bench, I've been there. Bulls, best player on the team, got told I was coming off the bench. My career high at Michigan is the only game I had to come off the bench because it challenges you. And I don't care what nobody say, coming off the bench is a demotion psychologically, especially when you've been starting. Because if it wasn't, then why did Magic Johnson always start? Or Kareem always started. Nobody ever thought about bringing MJ off the bench because he felt like uh, other four guys off the, the, the reserves would go better with his game. No. The best players usually start based on their skill set and modified quote-unquote positions. So I'm glad Russ accepted it. I knew the fans would embrace it mentally and cheer for him. He played well, got Darvin Ham his first win. Big win for Darvin Ham, and that's something that we discussed all offseason. Another thing we discussed all offseason was the fact that we assumed that Donovan Mitchell would be a New York Knicks. He did not get traded to the Knicks. He got traded to the Cavs. Those Cavs played against the New York Knicks, and Donovan Mitchell showed out, putting up 38 points and got the win. Jalen, he mentioned himself that he kind of did this on purpose against this team. What does it mean to sort of like play with a chip on your shoulder against a certain franchise. So I want to tell y'all a secret. And on my Ja Rule, listen up, I got a story to tell. The Cleveland Cavaliers, as currently constructed, are built way better for the skills of Donovan Mitchell than the Utah Jazz ever were and that the mm. Knicks ever will be. Mm. This is exactly where he needs to be. Anytime Darius Garland can miss the game and he and Karis LeVert can both score 40 in the previous game, Kevin Love comes off the bench. He's making shots. And also, you know what he has down low? A couple of guys that can not only change and block shots in Allen and Mobley, but they also have good hands and are good finishers. And so now all of a sudden, he has balance with this team. 
He doesn't really have to overexert himself. He can pick and choose when to be on the ball, when to be off the ball, when to drive, when, 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 when to pass and be unselfish. I, I, I love this Cavs roster. They're too young to be what's considered a contending team for me. But don't be surprised they make it to the second round of the playoffs this year. They are certainly well represented in that sort of second tier of the Eastern Conference teams. I don't consider them a contender the way that I consider the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers. However, next year, the year after that, as you mentioned, they are constructed really well to be successful. They have a lot of great young players on their first contract. And some tells me that this Cavs team will get out of the first round this year. But in a couple years, we'll be talking about them about getting out of the Eastern conference right now we're going to get out of this segment but we will be right back there is so much more to discuss from this very busy weekend in sports give the people what they want tuesday night doubleheader on the ice on the espn family of networks it starts at 8 p.m with the bruins taking on the penguins and then at 10 30 it is the ducks and the sharks Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, a program where every single day we recognize what, Jalen? Sadly, we continue to acknowledge that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained now 250 long days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Jalen, the Saints got a big win over the Raiders yesterday, and it was powered by this performance. Meet and see, they're doing everything we gonna have it out. We ain't got no burger king. Yeah. I'm talking about team, yeah. New Orleans Saints. You know what I mean? Yeah. We gotta represent Whoa. the city up in here. Yeah. We're doing everything, and I might shit a tear. I gotta go hard. Yeah. I gotta go in, uh. and all we gotta do is get a. <laughs> I love the Bart so much. And if you watch the clip afterwards, he was like, you got that, right? You got my Bart's, right? What do you think about Jameis Winston dropping bars before the big win? I just love rap music and appreciate that hip hop is embedded in anything. But if you've ever been in the locker room, you know there's always one or two people that rap for the squad. Since back in the day, like, handball, handball, have you heard? It's always one of those guys that freestyle. Jalen Rose, today is Halloween. What is your advice not to do when you're handling trick-or-treaters? Don't give away fruit. Don't give away raisins. Don't give away pretzels. You know what I'm saying? Don't give away black licorice. How about crackers? Don't give away coupons. We don't want your change. I could go on and on about this. No unwrapped candy. You know what I'm saying? Jeez, no granola bars. <laughs> no nuts. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is podcast exclusive content. Today is a very special podcast exclusive because we have the audio from our pregame show from Ford Field in Detroit. Jalen, who joined us? Who? You know what? We were joined by two legends during this podcast. One, a legend from on the field, one a legend from off. Explain to the people what I mean, Mr. Rose. Audio two. The two's audio. And we want to thank the Detroit Lions and our J&J &J staff 
for making sure that we had a terrific pregame show that kicked off the fan base and ignited the Lions because we were on the sideline to start 27 and 0. Great right? If we were a pregame speech, we did our job. We, we did, did our, our job. job. You know what I'm saying? We did our job. And we take it a step further when I look to my left and Rez the Ledge was on the ones and twos. Reginald, the Legend on the ones and twos. Yep. Nope. There a problem here? Felt good. The other thing I want to say, our J&J family was in the building. A couple mm -hmm. of our callers made it to the show. Yeah. That means so much to us. Just so you guys know, we're not just here to sell records. You know what I mean? We're here to put out quality content. We on the Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Pusha T, put out an album type. We ain't just trying to get a verse or a hook. You know what I mean? And for our caller to come from Ohio with a significant other who's pregnant after checking in with J&J &J and both of them having the humor and the humility to call out Jacoby for saying that she shouldn't have, he shouldn't have brought her and for them to still have such love and an amazing time. That wasn't that dope. So nice. It was so good that to see everybody. Dope. So good to feel the energy in the room. Big crown was shout there. Out to Barry Sanders who came through to join us. A legend who's gonna be honored with the statue. Big shout out to the city of Detroit, the Lions franchise, the Pistons franchise, the University Michigan taking care of us. We will give you the full exclusive audio right now and we'll be back tomorrow after that. Why is that Jalen Rose? And shout to family and friends, JRLA students and staff that made it out. There was a couple of our scholars who met at JRLA and it was great to see them. Perry Watson, Tom Mopkins, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, Boldie James, Royce Nickel Nine, got a chance to run into Stephen Ross of the Miami Dolphins. It, it, it was just a glorious sports weekend. Glorious. And now, weekend. Jacoby, you see why I'm a die-hard fan. You know what I mean? Because I come from oh, a great sports town. Great sports town. See, it, on the East Coast, let me tell you something y'all missing. Let me tell you something y'all missing in sports that I'm going to always Careful. bring up when we talk about different seasons of the year. On the East Coast, y'all don't have college football and basketball teams that y'all celebrate, really, except for UConn no, women. Really. That's it. That's about it. Syracuse, Only UConn women. That's it. Yeah. Who... Who's y'all college football team that's ranked? Syracuse. Syracuse is too far. Syracuse is, is nowhere near New York City. We can't even claim them. <laughs> so I come from them. a good sports town. We could jump in a car and go 35 minutes and be in Ann Arbor and be in downtown Detroit where the Lions and Pistons play. Do you remember times in my life when neither one of those teams played downtown, fam? I do, of course, of course. That's it's crazy, right? Down here. 
Big shout to everybody from the pit. So it's only right that I'm doing this show right now. It's only right that I'm doing this show right now from Miami and Jacoby stuck in Detroit because of the weather. I'm about to hit this airport. I'm about to hit this airport. Stop raining. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to dope show to step two. Why is that Jalen? Anthony Rose. We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. And now, Jalen and Jacoby. When I'm out of trunk, head to death. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV, pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. Now give me a po-po-po-po. Po -po. licensing because we're at a show. Okay. Yes, sir. So you want to start it over? Yeah. He's Jalen Rose. And this ain't phony. We've been, I've been saying this since 10 years. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby. I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. Hosting us, we want to give a big shout to you guys. Give yourself a round of applause for showing up. We really appreciate you. Coach and Coach, he's going to Jim Rose Leadership Academy. Thank you so much for being in the building with us. Oh, Coach Perry Watson is in the building. Coach Watson's here in the front row. Absolutely. Coach I and Mama Watson. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, this is a football game today, right, Lions get our second win today. Yeah! I, I love this show. But I love Alliance. <laughs> and it's only right for our second win. I need you guys to follow my energy. And can we give a loud roar, like the old school yeah. Lions logo yeah. roar, for a win today Let's on the get it. three? Is that cool? Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yes! All right, now Dolphins fans, make whatever it is, <laughs> no? <laughs> right here. <laughs> Dolphins are in the building, Jalen. So, you have a thing for the signal caller, the field general, the man under center for this Detroit football team. What is your thing about so this? So, we don't player? just, well, I don't just make up nicknames. They're carefully crafted in the womb. And one of the things I noticed about our guy that plays under center, we're number 16, which means he idolized Joe Cool. 
He's my quarterback, like Terrell Owens once said. He's my quarterback. So therefore, when you play for our hometown team, we're going to ride for you like your last name is Montana. Jared Montana. So it's only right I combine the two and give our number 16 a nickname, Jared Montana. Jared Montana is the building. Is um, I'm on Ross St. Brown playing today? Yeah. St. Brown is playing today. Yeah. 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 We need him. DeAndre Swift playing today? Yeah. Swift is playing. Yeah. 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 So the Lions offense, Mr. Rose, uh -huh. came out of the gate so hot. What came happened? Out what? Came out of the gate so hot. <laughs> and then there was that Patriots game. Oh, oh, oh you skipped over that. And the first four weeks. Oh, 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 let's talk about the first four weeks when we led the league in scoring. Yeah. How about that? Y'all remember those weeks? Yeah. You remember those weeks we led the league in scoring? But I can't front. What happened last two weeks? It's one thing to get <laughs> shut out. It's another thing to get shut out by Matt Patricia. That hurt. Oh, yeah. That hurt. That hurt. Because he came with the genius label, pencil in the head. We thought he's about to do something. We needed that when he coached us. You have to go through your Matt Patricia years. Hold on. Shout to Jim Caldwell. I've been rooting for these Lions, and I know I'm pretty sure it's a lot more diehards than Coach Watson. I know you're a long-time diehard. One playoff win in 60 years, and we still here. Jim Caldwell did a great job coaching this team. Yeah. And as I look back at his record versus the record since he left, that wasn't a good decision. No, I agree. Then you have to go through your Matt Patricia years. If you don't love me at my Matt Patricia, you don't deserve me at my Dan Campbell. You see what I'm saying? Okay, got it. Like, you gotta go through the Patricia years to get to the Dan Campbell years. Now, hasn't necessarily translated into wins. We was on hard knocks, that's a win. I love the culture, that's a win. Very big hard losses, a lot of covers. A lot of co no, a lot of covers. So I want to ask you guys, as Lions fans here in the building, diehard Lions fans, showing up early to the game, supporting your team. How do you feel about your Dan Campbell era right now? How are we feeling right now? Give it up, Give it up, Absolutely. So, Mr. Rose, I have a couple other questions for you. Yes, sir. We were talking about the success of the Lions' offense to start the season. Yep. Led the league in scoring the first four weeks. Couldn't stop anybody. Just stop a nosebleed. So, how is this Lions defense going to contend against the high octane, high powered Miami Dolphins offense? I already see it. What do you see? I envision Hutchinson three sacks. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did he create a fumble? And did he, cause did he a fumble. Did he cause a fumble? No, don't, you're not going to do that nigga. <laughs> did he cause a fumble? You're not going to do the, the, the fumble nickname that you're trying to introduce to the lexicon. But a fumble and returned touchdown. Fart. <laughs> it's your own people sometimes. It's your own people sometimes. You try to make that stick for a while. Fumble and return touchdown. I for, here's what I foresee, to be honest. What do you see? Tua's a beast. Tyreek Hill. Is on my fantasy team. Oh, yeah. You're about to lose a fantasy today. So is Hawkinson. Okay. On my fantasy team. I love Hutchinson. And they have a waddle that's named Jake. They do. So they gonna score. 
Score? They gonna score. Less than the Lions. But we gonna score much more. Yes. We gonna score much more. I foresee the Lions getting 35 points. Okay. Are you doing predictions? Give me your Let me get my gambling out. Okay. 35 points for the Lions. And Hawkinson's gonna score a couple? Yes. Hawkinson, St. Brown in his return. Force of fumble. Three sacks. Williams. Williams. Okay. And you said that 35, the Dolphins 35-32 Lions. 35-32? Yeah. I disagree. And, and, I disagree. And I gotta tell you guys. 35-14 Lions. 35-14 Lions. But what I'm trying to say is, usually when I speak, I might have a wager on it. Really? Yeah. Legal here. Yes. Jalen, I heard a rumor that we might be joined by a former Lions player here in the program. Oh, Got a special surprise for you guys. Reg the Legends here? Big, big shout to Reg the Legends. Reg the Legends, here you go. He's back. Reg has been a long time producer of our podcast and television show. It's good to be reunited with Reg the Legends. I hear that Barry Sanders is joining the show. You yeah. want to see Barry? Yeah! yeah. 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 So, Reg, I got to ask you a question. Because there's been a lot of great running backs in the history of the NFL. But I'm not denying that. Can we find one that's greater than Barry Sanders? No. 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 Let me hear that again. No. 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 Walter Payton? No. 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 What about Walter Payton? No. 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 Eric, Eric Dickerson? No. 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 What about Emmitt Smith? No. 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 <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Barry Sanders is joining Jamie. Yeah. So one of the things I'm so excited to be here and do this show here in Detroit before the Lions game with you because of the great city of Detroit. Now Jalen Rose, you are you are a child of this city, yeah. so please explain to those of us from out of town why it's so important that this Lions franchise represents this particular city and what that means. Well, a couple of things have happened over the years. Is that you've created something for the lexicon, a couple of words, stretch mark five. He never answers my questions. Caucasian. <laughs> those are good ones that you introduced yeah. to the lexicon. Yeah. But one of the things you also introduced that is the opposite of what we represent is die easy. Yeah. And can you tell them what you mean when you say that you're a die easy fan? Let me hear some noise if you're a die hard Lions fan. Yeah. 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 Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm a Tom Adams, die hard, and wifey. Bandwagon jumping, front running. I only root for your team when you're a winning fan. That's a die easy fan. That's the kind of fan that I am. So, you know what? I was on the Lions until week two. <laughs> until week two. And I was off the Lions. Go off the bandwagon. And, and you make the point about Detroiters. Go off the bandwagon. We're ride or die. Yeah. Yeah. Sickness and health. Yep. Till death do us part. Yeah. Okay. And whatever's happening with our team. We're going to root for our team like we in first place. Ain't that right? And, and what the rest of the NFL doesn't know, 
we turn Thanksgiving Day into our Super Bowl. Yeah! Y'all gave us a national stage. We got Aretha. You guys are usually, usually, usually down to 21 by my first glass of wine. Well, we have Big Sean. It's historic. This year's no different. Thanksgiving Day with the Lions. The rest of the world gets the chance to see the beautiful people of the city of Detroit and of the state of Michigan and beyond just some of the fallacies that you may see about um, the negativity that gets fostered about our city for national consumption. Thanksgiving Day is a beautiful day, it's a historic day, and it's a day that die hard Lions fans treat like it's our Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm jealous. You should. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of this community, and I'm jealous of the, the love that this city has for this team. Because there has not been much to cheer about, but there is always a louder cheer. Well, you don't remember Billy Sims. No. That's all. He no. jumped over a player and kicked another Phil Houston Oiler in the chest. Chris Sims? You don't remember when Eric Hipple came in at certain times and got us wins, or Gary Danielson. You don't know about the Herman Moore, Jeff Chadwick, yeah. Yeah. and my legendary yeah. idol, Larry Sanders. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Barry Sanders in the building. Detroiter, I idolized you, and still to this day, because I talked loud, I was flamboyant, and sometimes I didn't get the desired result. You always handled yourself with maturity and class, and every time somebody goes to the end zone, and they don't spike the ball, and they don't do a dance, they still reference you. So I want to thank you on behalf of the city of Detroit. And the other thing I want to say, this is one of the greatest human beings and football players of all time. Yes. And I want to say, can y'all stand up and give it up for Barry Sanders? to express to me, we all know your accomplishments on the field, but what you've done off the field in your post-career. So how important is it that you sort of engage yourself in this community and give back to the city of Detroit? Well, first of all, I don't know where Jalen's getting all this. I don't know where he's, man, I wish I had your jump shot, man. I wish I had your jump shot. Thank but, you. Um, but no, I, I think, you know, with, with um, this community for me now is really family. Right, I mean, I've been here for 30 plus years. I, I was drafted here out of college. Um, so I have, a, I have a vested interest, um, an emotional interest. I'm, I'm tied to this community. Um, you know, my kids grew up here, you know, and I spent so much, you know, obviously my formative years growing into a man um, and, you know, creating great memories at the Silverdome 
you know, some of the kids were saying, what's a silk road? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but no, just creating those special memories, um, you know, the guys like this had a chance to, to uh, witness. Yeah. And so for me, yeah, this is, this is home, man. This is, you know, this is Detroit. Now, now I understand what it means to be a Detroiter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And coincidentally, you followed another number 20, Billy Sims. Who, before you arrived, you know very well. Can you talk about the transition of watching him, but then following him in Detroit? Oh, no question about it. Well, well for me, um, you know, I, I watched Billy Sims as a kid, right, at the University of Oklahoma when he won the Heisman Trophy. Um, and I, I hesitate to say this, but, you know, because I went to Oklahoma State. Correct. Um, so people Talk to you today. Oklahoma State, Michigan State, all, all the state schools. But, um, but so I watched him because there was no bigger Oklahoma Sooner fan than my dad, right? And so I watched Oklahoma Sooner football all my life. And so I watched Billy Sims, like I said before, uh, in, in college. And then obviously he was, he was drafted here. Um, he was having a fantastic career, amazing career. Um, and, uh, and I don't know what year it was, his sixth, sixth season, maybe 84, 83, he tore his knee up. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so when I, was, when I was drafted in 89, he was still kind of around. He just kind of finished sort of trying to rehab, and he was pretty much, he pretty much retired. But when Coach Fonts said, we're going to put you in Billy's number, I was like, oh, man, absolutely, I'll, I'll do that. Because I wore I I I 21 in college, um, and I just assumed I would wear 21 in the pros. And then really it was it was Coach Funks who said, no, we're going to put you in Billy's number. You know, uh, and so that was, to me, that was, it was pressure, but it was, um, it was just, you know, great, a great honor, right, to be able to do that. Um, and then, and then obviously um, learning about Lynn Barney as well, who wore the number 20. But, but I Give it up for Billy Sims and Lynn Barney. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I knew that, yeah, I had, I had to come with it. Number 20, I had to come with it. No doubt. So... There's a couple of exciting running backs in the backfield of the Lions right now. DeAndre Swift returns to the field, and Williams, obviously. What do you think about the current sort of crop, the sort of like one-two punch they have back there now? No, I, th I think they're solid. I think um, you look at some of the games Williams has had, um, Swift has had the kind of player that he's shown himself to be the last couple of years. I mean, these are these are good, solid players. Um, you know, it's, it's it's kind of a different NBA. Uh, NBA. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like a frustrated hooper, so I got NBA on my mind. So I'm going to ask you about basketball at the The NFL, um, you, you see a lot of that sort of dual running back um, um, packages these days. But I like but, but I like what I see as far as in our young running backs. Um, you know, and, and hopefully they can just keep building and doing what they've been doing. But, but no, I mean, I've, I've seen some good things. You've always been so very gracious and acknowledging the support that you get from your teammates. Can you acknowledge some of your favorite Detroit Lions players of all time? Oh man, I mean, that, to me, there's there's been so many great, like, just personalities, right, that <laughs> come through the doors uh, of this organization. Um, and one of the first guys that I ever met uh, when I got here in 89 was, was a guy named Charlie Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie yeah. was playing tacky head. Um, and was Give it up, Paul. Give it up for Charlie Sanders. Celebrating the Lions today. And then, you know, meeting, um, meeting guys like Joe Smith, uh, meeting guys like um, 
Lombardi, obviously. We, we talked about um, guys like um, Nell Farr. Mm. You know, he had like a big personality. You know, Greg Landry coached here one year with me. I mean, there's just so many great personalities. Um, Night Train Lane, mm. you know, another just great <laughs> player personality. Um, guy, yeah, oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, so guys like that, um, yeah, just a rich history of, of great players uh, that have played here uh, that, that we can all be proud of. So one of the things that you sort of alluded to, which I want to mention, is you were the running back in the backfield for the Detroit Lions on first down, second down, third down, and you rarely had to punt because you could get a first down. But you see now this sort of like two running backs, three running backs, that bell cow three down back isn't necessarily as popular as it used to be. How do you feel about that shift in the NFL, in the position? Well, I feel like just, you know, the game always evolves, um, you know, and and I don't, I think probably from youth football all the way up, you know, they don't necessarily play the game the same way. Um, it's more of a passing oriented, oriented game, um, you know, and, and so, you know, you have those, uh, and some coaches, you know, some running backs don't have the skill set to do that, right? I mean, you know, there's there's there are recent running backs that do have that. Guys like Adrian Peterson in, in his prime. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like even when Zeke first got into the league, um, or Derrick Henry, yeah, Henry comes to mind. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Johnson Taylor. I know he's been a little banged up this year, but there are those guys. But I just think yeah, the, the game evolves. Um, you know, and they, they do so much to help the quarterback in a passing game. I mean. You know, um, the, the game just evolves. So, you know, it, it's kind of gone away from the running game a little bit for, for a lot of teams. Um, you know, so I, I, I think that's pretty much why. You never do this, but I'm going to beg you to make an exception. Can you, you never talk about yourself, but can you tell me at least your three favorite moments on the field as a member of the Detroit Lions? Your favorite moments. I have like 300 wow. of them. <laughs> How many yeah. do you guys have? Yeah. Yeah. Like you stop and go, you spinning, you running 15 yards in every direction. I'd have to say one, um, my first game, my first game ever, because I set out a training camp, right? Um, I signed the Wednesday or Thursday before the first game. I mean, you know, I hadn't really learned any plays. But obviously, I knew how to run the ball. Give <laughs> <laughs> me the ball. <laughs> um, and so, and so that moment, you know, at home in the Silverdome against um, the Phoenix Cardinals, um, you know, they, they just kind of showed me a few running plays on the sideline. Um, you know, and and. I'll always remember that because the plan really wasn't for me to play that day. It was for me to suit up for people to kind of see me in the uniform uh, type thing and then play the next week. Um, so that 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 was a special moment. And then um, and then probably eclipsing 2,000 yards. Give it up! Yards. That was my ninth season, right? And so you know, I you know I was supposed to be getting older. Um, and slower or whatever else, and I had I started off started out that season very slow. Mm -hmm. I think the first two games I only had like 50 yards, and so there were all these articles, you know, has he lost a step, this, that, and the other. And then the, the remaining 14 games, me and the running game and offensive line, we just exploded, um, you know. So I was I was really proud of that. Um, 
you know, and, and also um, beating Dallas here. Oh, yeah. Give it up! Yeah. Give it up! Beat up Dallas! That was, that was big. I had never heard, I mean, the Silver Dome was loud a lot, but that day, it was so loud. Um, and just, you know, the, the atmosphere was so thick and exciting. Um, just being a playoff game. Uh, so, those would probably be my, my top three. Well, I would, I would say that you are the one of, if not the greatest running backs of all time. Oh, I'll hit the greatest! I left it wide open. I said the one of, if not the. Hey, Rams, I'm talking about the greatest running backs of all time. Is it Emmitt Smith? No! No, no, no. Is it Eric Dickerson? No! Is it Walter Payton? No! one of the greatest receivers of all time. What was it like as a former Lion to sort of watch Calvin Megatron Johnson mm. do what he did on the field in that uniform? Oh, I mean, Calvin was was, was unstoppable. I mean, he, he, he reminded me really of sort of a, a um, new version of Herman Moore. Great brother. But Calvin, I mean, I think, again, he brought so much excitement and joy to the game. And one of those guys who really just mastered the position um, who defenses really didn't have an answer for. Um, so it was an absolute joy to watch. You know, I just wish he could have played longer and had more success. Yeah. And before we let the legend, please give it up for Barry Sanders. Yeah. I have to ask you, legend, what was it like? Because for, for people that aren't from Detroit, they don't understand how personal Thanksgiving Day games are. What was it like for you performing on Thanksgiving Day? Oh man, I mean, it, it's hard to explain, but no, it was um, it was one of the most unique things about playing in the NFL. Playing, you know, happened. Um, you know, the Lions obviously that's their day to play, uh, along with the Cowboys, obviously, and so it meant so much, man, because it's such it's such a, um, a national and even in a lot of cases an international holiday because. You have you have soldiers stationed all over the world, Great point. right? Who are tuning in to Thanksgiving, um, and and you know a good amount of them are Lions fans. Absolutely, I'm not going to say all of them, but a good amount of them are Lions fans. You know, they're tuning in to watch the Lions. You know, you know. So so for us and for me, I know it's a special treat. Um, it's such a great family-oriented holiday. Everyone's at home watching the game. All the other players around the league are watching the game. Uh, you know. For us, you know, we were always sort of borderline playoffs and, and you know, so, so you know, toward the end of the season, whatever week that was, 10 or 12 or whatever, then we're fighting for a playoff spot. So, but no, it was, um, it was really, you know, I, I, I'd have to probably put it up there along with all the other great memories um, that we mentioned earlier about just being a lion. You know, it's such a unique experience um, to be able to do that. Um, you know, so it's definitely one of the things that I treasure. Well, we treasure you joining us today. Every, give it up for Barry
one thing that's always great to see is to see franchises like the Detroit Lions embrace their line alumni. You yes. know what I mean? Like it's, it's nice to see that relationship still continues. Now you mentioned, uh, Barry mentioned a word I wanted to bring back up. Playoffs. Yeah. Is that yeah. After the regular season, certain teams with a winning record are into a tournament. Does that happen after Thanksgiving? Yes. My vision is my vision and my memory is a little clock. Okay. Well, let me bring but up. I can try to work. January 5th, 1992. Playoff win. Where is Jalen Anthony Rose? January 92? Yeah. I was in college, down the block. Um, I was in college. In college. <laughs> they beat. Talk about Perry Watson. Yeah. They beat the Cowboys in the Silverdome. Yes, the Silverdome. Did you play basketball in the Silverdome? I don't think so. I don't think so. I went to go watch the Pistons play basketball in the Silverdome. But I never got a chance to play there, actually. I want to turn our attention to today's contest. Okay, let's do that. I see a couple of Dolphins fans in here. Okay? Okay? Whoa. I don't think it's going to go well for the Dolphins fans. Hey, they can score. Who can score? The Dolphins can score. If Grisicki does a gritty, I'm leaving. I just want you to know that right now. <laughs> if Grisicki does a gritty, I'm leaving the building. I might leave the entire state. Fly us. Like that dude does feel like gritty. But the Lions will win today. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Jalen. Yo. St. Brown is back. He is. So we've we've let me get some more. Let's get Rose Stradamus back up here. Okay. Rose Stradamus shows up from time to time. And he sees Aiden Hutchinson with three sacks. I do. What else do you see? I see uh Swift T D. He's back. Right? Okay, yeah, he's back. Big game for Hawkinson. Big Hawkinson. 152 TDs. Oh, wow. Mm. I might have bet a wager on this. Yes. I might be financially invested in the Lions' success myself. I'm very invested in the Lions' success myself. And I'm very excited about this game. And I do want to talk to you about your coach and his diet. Dan Campbell says he eats kneecaps. <laughs> so when you first heard well, that, whatever he eat, he in shape. Whatever he might listen to play. When you first heard that, what did you feel as a Lions fan? You more concerned Let me tell you something about being a diehard fan. Okay, explain to me. We're not worried about winning the press conference no more. No. No. We're not worried. We want to win on Sundays. Yeah. Mondays and Thursdays. Really? Yes. That's when we want to win. We don't want to win the, the, the 10 a.m. press conference. Okay. Let me let me go. And I do believe that Dan Campbell is doing a really good job. I feel like he actually eats kneecaps. <laughs> if you slow roast a kneecap, you're like an oxtail. I do believe he's doing a really good job, and I think now that our offense is fully healthy. You're going to see an explosive Detroit Lions group today. Yes. Remember I just told you this. I don't know what the over under our Lions points are or the spread is, but we're going to be scoring on them today. You got block number 15, though. So, I know this. Remember, got block number 15. Yep. Be a problem. I know how you feel about this, but I want to ask the audience because 
Jared Montana is the current quarterback of the Detroit Lions. However, we've spoken about Megatron. We've spoken to Barry Sanders. There's another offensive legend that wore the Lions uniform and didn't play the running back or the wide receiver position. That's Matt Stafford. Okay. Very successful long-running quarterback. I know how you feel, but I want to ask you guys. Thumbs up right now. Were you, we got happy, a were you happy to see Matt Stafford win a Super Bowl in another oh, uniform? Yeah. 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 So explain to me, explain to me the psychology here, Jim. I know you felt the same way. There's a little piece of you that felt like the Lions had a little tiny sliver of a Super Bowl. Not true. No. A little piece of me. Not true. Not true. So here's what it's like being a diehard fan. Yeah. At some point, when players move on and put in work here, I have to root for them. So, Indominus and Sue has been to JRLA, dropped mm. off gear for the students. Yeah. So, when he leave and go to Tampa, I'm rooting for him to get a Super Bowl. But I'm not claiming it right. as a Lions Super Bowl. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, I, I was almost offended that there were certain people that was claiming. I love Matthews. I, for example, I love Darius Slay. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I might have cried when you let and by the way, Jeff Okuda balled enough. Give yeah. yeah. it up to yeah. Jeff Okuda, right? He balled in the round. He balled. But it would have been nice to have him and Slay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway. But, but, right, but when he left, right? I now want to see him. The Eagles are, with, are undefeated. I want to see Slay win the Super Bowl. But if Philly wins, I'm not about to go get no Eagle Lion shirts, man. <laughs> So, let me go positive about the Lions for a second. In this division, Packers are looking vulnerable. I don't believe in the Vikings. So let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. What did he do this offseason? You ask me every time because I'm going to say Ayahuasca. So that's illegal in the United States. Why is that? It's a tea that you drink and you go to Peru and you trip for two days. You have to have like a like a like a, a chaperone. A shaman that has to watch you for two days. No, that don't, no, we're not going to be able to do that. No? No, that, that doesn't work. Will you be my shaman if I do it? No, 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 no. And so the stranglehold that the Packers had on the division? Had. You heard that? Had. Had. Right? Had. Yeah. On the division. The Vikings? Legit. I'm going to give the Vikings some credit. Yeah. Cousins, veteran quarterback. Cook, decent running back. Jefferson, like... I'm going to give them a lot of credit. But other than them, I ain't worried about nobody this year. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Nope. Really? Everybody have our offense healthy today. That's going to balance off our defense. They made too many snaps on the field. It's, we're going to be just fine starting after the day. We always say that success is what? Based on realistic expectations. So you had the Lions going 13 and four before the season started. But that was <laughs> and nobody, one of those losses was because on week 18 they're arresting all their players yeah. because they already had the division so much. Of course. I mean, okay. So let's just revisit those expectations. Was in June, July. Let's August. revisit those expectations. Okay. Where do you see the Lions week 18 ending up? Oh, still resting our players because we're about to win the division. Oh, win the division. Okay. Can we still win the division? Yeah. yeah. This is what happens when you're a die-hard fan, Jacoby. Okay. Is there any concern going up against the offensive mastermind that is Mike McDaniel? Give me. I like Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to dismiss the Dolphins. I'm just going to say that we're going to outscore them. And Hutchinson is going to have three sacks. 
And now think about it, we need to blitz on Kuda and let him get a sack too. Really? Yeah, why not? Any picks? He been balling this year. Oh, Kuda gets a pick. You right. Oh, Kuda gets a pick. This is what I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm at an auction now. Just give this stuff away. You know. Oh, Kuda now gets a pick. Oprah. Oprah Rose. Exactly. We should ask some questions. Of course. You guys have any questions for us? If you have a question, be a part of the show. BK or Anna. This is Anna right here. Give it up for Anna. She's helping us today. Thank you. You have a question. What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? I'm Joe Drew. Here's the question. I've been following you guys for a long time. Jalen, I want to know, from your perspective, tell me the difference between Jacoby underscore and Jacoby Juice. <sighs> That's a great question. <laughs> Don't hurt my feelings. I'm very sensitive. So, Jacoby underscore was doing a show like with me for years and didn't even follow me on social media. <laughs> I accidentally unfollowed this dude. He's talking about it five years an later. The other thing Jacoby underscore would do is the last time he came to a Lions game, the last time he came to a Lions game, we were all in the suite. And sometimes, wherever we were, we had tickets. You were in the suite. Yeah. Sometimes you got to recognize when you're the plus one. And I looked down and I got a text from Antoine Fuqua in Denzel, Washington to come to their suite and say hello. So I was the plus one at that moment. Hold on, Jay. So Jay. I can't be... Drop some names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment, I'm the plus one. So I can't be showing up respectfully with two or three more people to go see Denzel. Show up disrespectfully. So I told him I'm about to go to the bathroom and I'll be right back. Detroit. I'm talking about go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. So I go upstairs. Uncle Denzel gets to tell the stories, and I'm staying longer than I thought. The game ends. I text Jacob. He don't text me back. I'm walking down the street. I'm like a half block behind him. I pull out my phone. And I call him. He looks at the phone and put it back in his pocket. That's the last time you've been to a Lions game, I believe. I've heard everything you have to say. What are you going to say to that phone in my ear that's going to advance my, my goals in any way, shape, or form? So that's Jacoby underscore. Jacoby Jones. You know what you were going to do? running marathons for You know what you were going to do? Saving me during family. You know what you were going to do? What? Apologize. No, that's why I put the phone back in my pocket. Yeah, I could. Well, I didn't. I wasn't sorry to go kick it with Uncle Denzel. I heard everything that you gotta to say too. It totally makes sense. Well, we want to hear what you have to say. We have a question. Anna will help us out here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anna. You want my guy in the middle? Yup. Give a round of applause for Anna and everybody. And shout out to the JRLA. Please give it up for the Jayrolls Leadership Academy. I see students and former students. I see staff. I see board members. I appreciate the love. How you doing? Uh, I'm Corey. Uh, I co actually called on the pod, so I just want to appreciate y'all for getting me out here. Uh, I'm from Cleveland, but I'm really from the D. I can't you know what, bro? Three days. hours to come see us. Please give it Sorry. up. Yeah, Corey. Yeah. 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 This, this ain't really a question for real. Um, I dropped the 30 piece nugget, and then uh, I brought my fiance. Um, my fiance. I just, I just wanted to let y'all know that uh, she mad at you, Jacoby. She, I deserve it. She, she deserve it. I'm sorry. Because I told you. I'm glad you listened to me. So he called into the pod. This is how interactive we are with our audience. 
I remember his call. We got him tickets. And I remember you saying that your fiance was pregnant. Should you, A, bring her to the game? No. Or should you bring somebody else? Oh, boy. And Jacoby <laughs> said, don't ever take her to the game. Oh, That's what he said. Oh, I mean, she could drive you home, you know? But I'm taking a homeboy. But you gotta, yeah. but, but in fairness to you, you gotta say. Now I feel bad that she's right there. No, but no, <laughs> you know, but in all honesty, I'm sorry. As a human being, yeah, and, in, and in this case, as a man, that's a popcorn. You gotta say some of the reasons why a man would probably go to the game and think he's having more fun if he doesn't have a significant other way. Well, power go. I'm in trouble now. So you might as well yeah, say I'm in trouble now. I, I thought that it would be more fun, perhaps, for you to take a homeboy that would appreciate the experience a little bit more. It'll be a little bit more revelry, a little bit more celebratory, because she is sober and pregnant, she'd be counting your drinks. You know what I mean? And once you get around four, you're gonna go like, oh, the beer, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and you come back from the bathroom with a beer, and she's gonna look at you, look at the beer, look at you again. I promise you that's going to happen. Yeah, I promise you that's going to happen. In all honesty, I'm glad you listened to me because since she's expected and you look gorgeous, thank you guys. Congratulations. 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 Becomes a future Lions fan. Yeah. Yeah. Roar from the beginning. No it's doubt right. about it. So thank you guys for joining us. Any more questions? What's up, fellas? Love the show. Hey, Jalen, yeah. what up, though? Appreciate you. Hey, Jalen, I want to know what is your favorite Detroit hip hop song of all time? Be here till like the third quarter. Yeah, you don't get in trouble. Why you be up by three touchdowns by the time she finishes this question? I feel like Ty, come here for a second. Uh -oh. Please give it up to give Industry up to Taste Maker, my brother Ty Mop. Yeah. And he didn't know I was gonna call him up here, but I have to say this: we went to high school together, and when you ask me about favorite Detroit songs, I at least have to give you a chance to chime in. Well, to be honest, in our era, it's only two that stands out. And if we had... Don't forget Chaos and Maestro in the building. Shout <laughs> out Jason Wilson. What up, Jay? Well, I'm was going to be Maestro on the flex. When that sense, when it came on, like, run the power move on the barrel, narrow though. But another one that represents our city very well, we got to do boss up and get this money. There you go. Before every show. I boss up before every show. But I, And I'll say one of my favorite anthems, though, is, uh, uh, oh, it's, oh, it's Trick Trick and Eminem. Welcome to Detroit City. I say welcome to Detroit City. Yeah, that one. So, Keep everywhere we roll. Jalen Rose. That one. We are just That's minutes cold. away from kickoff. Detroit Lions, Miami Dolphins, minutes away from kickoff, okay? We're gonna get your final prediction in the contest, okay? 35-32 is what you said previously. I don't know how they get to 32, but Thank I just you. feel like they end up there. Thank you. Not a normal number. So much. And one thing that we need to do before we leave is we need to say thank you to all of you. Thank you. You, know, you guys could have spent this time anywhere. Thank you. If you decide to spend it with uh, our uh, that means the most of the time. And, and a portion of the proceeds are going to the general Hey, Jason, please come up for a second if you can. 
Kelly, I'm Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. That is Jalen's Charter High School here in Detroit. Uh, there are some people that represent this school. I don't know if Royce Nickel 9 made it yet. I don't know if Baldy James made it yet. I don't know if Sada made it yet. But they'll be here representing the city. But please give it up for this brother, Jason Wilson. So, this is real time. We haven't seen each other in years. And when we talked about greatest rap groups of all time, Top mentioned it when he said Chaos and Maestro because he's one half of that group for those old enough to remember. But like George Foreman, a lot of people may see him now and know him from the grills. So when we see you now, I saw your documentary on ESPN. Give it up for him. Congratulations. And I appreciate the time, the energy, and the love you give back to the city. So can you enlighten us on what you do and how important that work has been for the city of Detroit? Um, thanks again for having me, Jay. It's pleasure to meet you as well. Uh, my name is Jason Wilson. I founded a nonprofit in Detroit called The Union. Actually, my background in hip-hop is where it all started because I wanted to counter the negative influence that the culture was under at the time. And we went after our nonprofit status in 2007. From there, uh, I didn't grow up with my father, so I desired to give the boys in the city what I longed for. And I created a, a program called The Cave of Adullam, which just has a documentary now on ESPN Plus. And what we do, we teach boys how to navigate through the pressures of this world without succumbing to the negative emotions. So we give boys and men a safe space to really share what's going on inside before they basically deal with the internal battles before they become external wars. So give it up. I'd like to do this again, doesn't like me doing this, but I do want to say this, Jalen Rose. Join the game. You are a son of this city, and I'm so proud of the work that you're doing here, especially with the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. So give it up for Jalen Anthony Rose. Thank you so much. Join the game. Appreciate you all. Join the game. Let's get this.